Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD, a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. All right, so I am here with my good friend, Kelly. We are having our fun friend Friday meetup, except it's not Friday because... (laughs) Nothing is ever entirely perfect uh, with our crazy schedules, but that's okay. So um, I am super excited to be doing some of these episodes together with Kelly. We have been um, on this journey of finding out a lot of things about ourselves and our kids and um, life coaching and communication training. And I think Kelly has a lot of good insights to offer that are related to some of the topics we cover here. And sometimes we're just going to be sharing about our weeks and catching up and you guys can listen in and uh, hopefully feel like you're a little bit less alone um, in these crazy post-COVID times where it can be hard to connect with friends. So with that, um, I want to introduce you guys to Kelly. So Kelly, do you want to tell them a little bit about uh, how we met? (laughs) Yes, let's see. We met way back in college. How many years ago was that, Jenny? (laughs) Uh, like, I don't even know. Uh, That'll be well. It's over twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, wait. I graduated in two thousand. It's now two thousand twenty-two, and <laughs> it was like, like it was when I was a junior, right? Yeah. That we met. I think so. <laughs> or no, sophomore year. My you sophomore were the you year. were the RA. But that was my junior year. That was your junior. Oh, my sophomore year. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it was. It was but, my sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, that was really where we came from. So that would have been like right. 1998. Oh my goodness. Yes, forever ago. Yeah, so we're, we're All right, old. so we met in college. Yes. So 2022. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. And you were my, yes, resident. They, they call them PAs usually, yeah. but you know, because of our yeah. school, they call them Marnies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met that year, had so much fun. And bonded a lot, and then we ended up being roommates for the next two years, three, two years, yeah. something like that. Two years, maybe after that. Yeah. And let's see. And you were in training to be a doctor. I was in nursing school there. You. Yeah, I remember going back with you to Rochester to help you find a place and get settled there. Yep. That was fun. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we've just always kind of remained kind of close, haven't we? Yeah, so we were kind of part of the same core group of friends as we finished up college, and then we were roommates, and I, like you said, I applied to and went off to med school, and then you did nursing school. Mm -hmm. We both went to the Northeast for a while. That's right, I was, yep, in Massachusetts, so then I get to visit you sometimes (laughs) when you were in Rochester. Yeah. That's right. Yep, and then we both ended up back here in Seattle, Mm -hmm. and... I got my job as a doctor, and you got your job as a mm-hmm. nurse. You want to mm-hmm. tell them about where you work? Sure. I work in an academic medical center up here in Seattle, and I work in the neonatal intensive care unit, so NICU, with premature babies or sick babies when they're born. Um, and I was trying to – so I was saying the other day that I've been working at my job for – I've been a doctor for like 15 years – yeah. And then I said that to you, but you're like, actually, I've been working at my job for Yeah, 20? I think this is my 20th year of being a Mickey nurse. I worked, because I worked two years back east, a little over two years. And that was, in, yeah, that was 2002. 
mm-hmm. when I started. So, yep. So this is my twentieth year. It's so crazy. Yeah. So Sorry you're super best. experienced. Yeah. 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 So we both did that, and then we ended up getting married and having kids. And like you said, we kind of always stayed in touch. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been. We both ended up having, uh, what we say, differently wired kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah. I think really then we reconnected even, I mean, we always had stayed close, but I think especially during the time of COVID, mm-hmm. um, we found that the fact that we both worked in healthcare mm-hmm. and we both had these differently wired kids. Is that what? Yeah, neurodiverse kids, yes. yep. <laughs> and I think around that time, we also both, you know, got diagnosed with ADHD mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. which we hadn't realized and then I think definitely like that history, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the Christian, we were both raised in a very conservative mm-hmm. sort of Christian mindset and went to that kind of college mm-hmm. and had that background, but had also sort of changed and evolved along yes. the way. Kind of um, yeah. I don't know if you say grown out of that or grown yeah. <laughs> yeah. differently from there. Yeah. I started looking at that differently. Together, differently in a yeah. In similar ways. Like that whole shared of. background and shared yeah. all those things. But I think what I know for me, what I found during COVID was I felt completely isolated and misunderstood. And I found, you know, found that it was hard for me to fully connect with people who maybe were still super conservative about religion or were perhaps like didn't understand that history and were totally on the sort of other perspective. And then it was also hard to talk to people who didn't who had what I would consider like easy kids giving me parenting advice when that didn't work for my kids mm-hmm. or you know people who didn't understand uh, or didn't see eye to eye with me about COVID right. and all those things and we, while I was working right. in healthcare we, and we both had to work during COVID had yeah. to go in every day yeah. still and you know I wasn't as being in the NICU we're not as exposed to COVID as like you were but still like we had to be there we had to I don't know. Right. It wasn't like uh, for most people where like they would maybe like be working from home and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a very different experience to be in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I think too, to have like the, the scientific medical mm-hmm. mindsets around COVID is just yeah. a little bit unique. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I remember there was definitely a period of time in COVID where I felt like I was like, I just felt so isolated. And also, of course, it was hard to get together with people mm-hmm. because all the ways we used to socialize were, were not. Right. And when you're home, especially needs kids and you're working in the hospital, it's right. not easy to find time to connect with people. Yeah. And now your kids are home with you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they need, need something all the time. So I do think I remember telling, you know, really getting almost like to a rock bottom point where I was like, I just don't feel like I felt like I'd never felt before, like very just like isolated and depressed and like no one understands. And I'm triggered by everyone around me. Like social media was triggering like mm-hmm. all the forms of connection, which is like, I think both of us like connection mm-hmm. is really important to us. And, mm-hmm. and I think all of that was sort of yeah like, taken away, like the way we knew yeah. how to connect with. I know. And I kind of, I kind of do remember, I don't remember like exactly like, for some reason, I feel like it was, like, April and COVID, mm-hmm. when COVID started. Like, I remember talking to you, and I don't know, like, it was probably on Zoom or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did yeah. We, we started doing Zoom, like, partway through. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think we probably hadn't talked for a little bit of time, just because of everything crazy happening. But then I remember you saying that, um, talking about how isolated you were feeling. Like, even more so than... Because I think you had a lot of things coming together all at once then. Because I think, like, 
your kids were getting diagnosed mm-hmm. like around then and you were getting diagnosed around then too. So it was like, I mean, you already kind of mentioned like, um, getting parenting advice from other people with like, <laughs> you know, quote, normal kids. And, yeah. um, but I think, yeah, for you, I think a lot of that was coming together and hitting like all together at once. So that made it kind of really challenging. Yeah. And so, but I remember you saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad like that I have you because I don't, I don't think I have anyone else that understands exactly like all these things. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was glad that I could be that for you yeah. during that crazy time. Yeah, I think you had come to terms with some of the, the yeah, special needs I, parenting stuff earlier I think on. I had this, yeah. And, and I had my, yeah, diagnosis. my diagnosis was probably yeah. a couple years. Like, both of those things might have been a couple years ahead of you a little bit. So I yeah. didn't have it, like, all with, like, as close to COVID. I'd had some time still, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I yeah, definitely had... Yeah, like, I don't know if I felt quite as, like, alone and isolated as you did, mm-hmm. but I remember, I know what that, yeah, I know yes. what that feels like, and, I mean, luckily, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I know, I happen to know a lot of, maybe even, like, nursing friends, <laughs> may I say, <laughs> and stuff that, like, also had experiences sort of similar to mine with kids and with, you know, so that kind of helped me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you had that quite as much, really. Yeah, like our people around you. But, yeah, but definitely like having you, of course, and us knowing each other so long has, I mean, it yeah, makes it way better for me too. Like, you know, so much about me, and you know, yeah. so it's it's like having it's still, that history. Yes, it's yeah. still, even though I didn't feel quite as alone, like it's you still helped me. I don't know, still get a deeper connection and like just feel like, you know, you know me a lot more than mm-hmm. most people. So, yeah, I think that's, it's, yeah, it's like more, it's comfortable. It's, comfortable. it's, yes. it's like family or something, yeah. right? Where you don't have to, you can yes. like connect and not have to explain things as much or feel like there's right. an obligation or like someone's going to take it personally if you right. can't do something that time or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's true. So I'm very glad to have you too. <laughs> well, and I know it's like, yeah, yeah, I, that's true. I was definitely more isolated. I was going to ask you, are you, cause I think of you as being a little bit more introverted, like, like you're, you have, you get energy from being alone. I do. More than I do, I would say. I do. But at the same time, like, I think I, I am because I still need that like recovery period. But at the same time, like I do have experiences like, I almost feel like a hybrid because I feel like I have these experiences where people, like, I want that energy from other people. Like, I seek mm-hmm. it out. I'm, like, very chatty. I feel like a lot of times with people at my work and, you know, mm-hmm. like, I love just, I don't know, talking to other people. But, like, I definitely still need, like, I think alone time to recharge and recover even though I like that too. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't know, introversion and extroversion, like, we could do a whole podcast on that, I and mean, there's, like, so many ways to look at that, but I, I guess I was thinking, in addition to all those, like, those factors that made it hard for me to connect with different people who didn't, because I felt like, 
it was almost like every topic that I would talk to someone about, mm. like I had to think about what topics we were going to talk about because I was like in such a frustrated, triggered state about so many things, mm-hmm. right? That it was, and you were one of the few people where mm-hmm. I didn't, I felt like I wasn't going to run into something yeah. that would like trigger me to like not be able to enjoy the conversation yeah. or enjoy our friendship. And I'd yeah. have to like do all this like thought work around like, right. you know, it was just, like easy. You could just be open <laughs> with everything. Right. Like I knew you weren't going to yeah. like be so, totally, not that we agree on everything, of course, yeah. but like that you weren't going to be so diametrically opposed or like right. inadvertently doing something that would just like really like make me feel right. misunderstood. Yeah. But with that said, so the other piece of it, I think what is that for me, I am like, I'm pretty strongly extroverted. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, that was hard. I get my energy yeah. from like new people, new experiences mm-hmm. and like also just like this conversation and right, and yeah. talking. And I was able, I think probably more so than most people, yeah. that was something that, became a problem because it was so hard to get that extroverted connection whether it was because of differences with different people or just like logistically right it wasn't easy to connect with people with zoom and covid and then I had gotten a lot of that from social media I was doing my business on social media I had friends through that right which I really enjoyed those people Mm -hmm. but social media became this like constant stress and landmine and also like those weren't people that have known me forever and it was like running into gosh like I can't believe they think this about that like yeah do do I value that friendship is it worth keeping if we disagree and I think for me well that's that's probably true that's probably why you also felt more isolated because yes you are more extroverted for sure and like for me like there was a lot of things about COVID that was like actually a relief because (laughs) because of my introverted yeah nature I think yes and I never know like again I I never know how much of these things is like from being extroverted versus like maybe the ADHD the way it presents in me but yeah I think if you kind of like Kevin um my husband who like he's Mm -hmm. You, he actually was like, I mean, staying home was kind of nice. Like, I don't have nice. to worry about anything. I don't have to like stress about like, you know, yeah. like he likes not having a strict schedule. He likes not having to like get the kids rushing out the door. There were like a lot of positives yeah. for him. And right. he could feel very, he loves like his home and being content at home is like a joyful thing. And it's not that I don't like being home, but for me, I what's more important that I get is activity and variety yeah. and I need like structure and I need that something to look forward harder, to yeah. and I need like I need an ex- I don't like being around the same people in the same place all day long it's, mm-hmm. it's actually really hard for me to be mm. to feel balanced yeah. and happy and that's yeah. just well, that you know so totally makes sense. well then yeah again <laughs> yeah. Like, for me so it was nice like I felt like I had a good balance because I went to work two days a week where I could see all the people and like yeah. still keep connections and interactions like in person which I think that would have been like way harder Mm -hmm. and I probably would have felt more isolation if I didn't have that two days a week kind of thing because it was that is different for um I mean a lot of people experience just complete isolation yeah not ever seeing other people in person besides their you know either themselves or like their little family unit or whatever bubble that they were in but yeah, so that was a good, I think it was a good balance for yeah. me because it took down <laughs> for my, like, you know, took down my feelings of overwhelm that I yeah. might have a tendency to have. And, like, it gave me more control too, right? <laughs> like, over my environment, yeah. like, my kids were home. I didn't have to worry about them, like, going out in yeah. places or, like, worry about taking them places. Mm-hmm. My, my husband also is, like, more introverted. So he's, like, happy to be home. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, we had a good time. But I think it would have been harder for me. If I didn't have that, yeah, Yeah, work. 
to yeah. be in person sometimes. Right. But I think less so though. I agree. Like then it was for you probably. Yeah. I mean, I think for a couple yeah. of, like one is I just, I have more need for that than most people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and that's okay. That's just how I am. Right. And yeah. my, my therapist and I can explore all the reasons why like <laughs> I feel trapped in that situation, but I need, I need that pretty much every day. Right. Yeah. And, um, but I think also like you work two days a week, but it's also mm-hmm. like during the day with like a team of nurses. Yeah, right. right. And so for me, I work nights and I'm, yeah. a, I'm a doc. So I'm literally like, there's only three of us docs on right. my team. We're not, we're mostly just kind of seeing yeah. patients typing notes. Right. And so right. while I was so grateful for work and getting out of the house and I still am like, that's such a, that was really important for me during COVID. Yeah. I would have gone super crazy yeah. if it were not for that. But it's, I think it wasn't quite it was enough still, for yeah, that like connection true. that I needed of, you know, and again, yeah. like I do have fellow docs that have kids like ours, but it's not just not something that we would be, we don't like have a lunch where we sit and talk mm-hmm. about that. Right. That's mm-hmm. just not right. It's more like every minute you're spending talking about that you're yeah. not getting your patient seen and getting right. out the door and it's like it's just not the same level of yeah so anyway so all that to say I think for me it was even more important yeah. that we were able to have that um that yeah. time and yeah. I think what's cool is to notice as we've come out of that mm-hmm. we both had found so many different helpful you know resources and ways mm-hmm. to look at things you know even if some of it was really difficult for me I think mm-hmm. Like right. slowing down and questioning all the things yeah. and questioning all the things on your calendar and deciding what matters. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, it's been, I think, really good for, yeah. for me. It's true. Hard and it's like with a lot of stuff in life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Work through the hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get to, I don't know, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because then, so we were both feeling that way and then we ended up last May, we decided to take a little break and when I think it was kind oh, of yes, after, that's right. after as healthcare workers were vaccinated and things were getting a little bit better, yeah. and we we're like, okay, we got to, you know, so we did a girl's trip oh, it's the best. Um, to Sedona. <laughs> it was so good. And we literally, I think, so as you can probably tell, if you're listening to this, like we just talked like this for like 72 hours straight. <laughs> we totally did. We took our books and like didn't really read them. Yeah, not so so much. Talking. <laughs> Only a tiny little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it was just. So good. And I think that was kind of where we started. I had been starting my life coaching um, mm-hmm. training, and mm-hmm. that was around the time that right. we started. I was telling Kelly all about it. And yeah. and you were thinking but about doing was, your communication masters. Had, yeah, I think I. Did I? I'm, I think I was in. Started the. Like, I got accepted, I think, to the program at that time. I think so. I think you had just I, gotten yeah, accepted we and you were deciding, it. like, timing. Oh, yeah. And then if I was, but then I was like freaking out if I should do that or if I should do the master's in nursing one because yeah. I like quality improvement and safety and stuff. And you were trying but, to figure out how to go back to work and like yeah. homeschool your son yes. and like timing <laughs> and like time management and, and like, work. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in the program and yeah, just uh, on a break right now for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go back soon, but it's been really a great program and it does like, I feel like there is a lot of overlap for between like so I'm getting masters in health communication. I feel like there is a lot that also relates to like coaching and just I mean, I've taken a lot of communication little workshops and things here and there over the years and it's just I think a lot of communication really can transfer to you know, even though it's like for a specific group, like, oh, this is communication for parenting or parent coaching or this is communication for healthcare workers, but really I think they 
anything you learn in any of those, I feel like relate to all relationships really. So Mm -hmm. it's been, um, yeah, interesting and helpful to have all that, um, training from all these different areas (laughs) of communication. Yeah. And have you decided how you're, Oh my goodness, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. (laughs) Not to put you on the spot. I think it's interesting to hear how that evolves. Yeah, I don't know. I have had lots of many ideas, or lots of ideas, probably because of, you know, the ADHD. I want to do all these things. (laughs) It's hard for me to pick one, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like eventually just the way it keeps going is some kind of like like probably coaching, parent coaching, ADHD, parent coaching, something eventually. I just yeah. feel like, well, seems like that's the direction I kind of end up going, even though there's all these other like areas and ideas of things I love. I just, especially like right now, I can't even <laughs> fathom adding in another thing. Um, but yeah, when it's, when I'm done with school, I mean, then I'll have at least a little more time, but still, mm-hmm. I'll probably still be homeschooling one of my kids. So still be a little bit challenging but yeah probably get into it a little more yeah you know coaching stuff we'll see yeah I like it (laughs) I mean I like the idea of it not that I've done it I like the idea of it yeah and so that's kind of why we wanted to start having Kelly join me you know for some of these podcast episodes because um you know I I've been running an online business. I started with sort of fitness coaching and in the last couple of years focusing more or the last year focusing more on doing the life coaching and mindset behind why we do what we do, which of course totally relates to the communication issues. And then for both Kelly and I finding that um, our passion is really in helping moms who are kind of, as, as I always like to say, like who are here, they're too much and they do too much, but somehow they still feel like they're not enough. Right, right. Um, or overachieving and all the ideas and all the things they want to do, and, yeah. and yet all the overwhelm comes mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Um, and so, what's really cool though is because I've sort of you know got this this business that I'm doing, and Kelly's not ready to do that business full time, but she has so many great things to offer, and so many people that she's been helping and have been coming to her because of these mm-hmm. experiences that mm-hmm. that we've just talked about, and feeling like really alone. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, how the universe <laughs> the universe works. Yeah. Like it's really crazy. Like all of a sudden I just feel like I'm, all of these people are coming to me. It's like I just got diagnosed with ADHD or oh my kid, what do I do? Like I know your kid has ADHD. How are you dealing with this with your kid? Or like my brother has ADHD. Like how do I, you know, help him and um but just uh you know I lost my train of thought. My ADHD <laughs> No. I had a point to that, and I can't remember. How the universe works. Like, yeah, the universe. Brings those things to you. Yeah. And... Whatever you said right before that, too. Mm-hmm. Something right before that. Well, I think, and the thing that we've noticed is that people feel so alone. Oh, alone. That's yeah. what it is. That was part of it. Okay. Because people have been feeling alone, that a lot of the people that are coming to me. And so then they can see, oh, you have it too? Oh, okay, so we're not alone. Oh, there's this whole, like, you know, other group of people, and you know lots of people, and okay, cool. Like, yeah. Thank you. That was, yes, that's what it was. Well, and I think we can go, like, Kelly and I will be able to, we can, like, talk about all these things for our, like, all the reasons why women who are neurodiverse and smart and in these, like, high-achieving careers feel alone and feel like we're the only ones and Mm -hmm. how there's so much stigma around talking Mm -hmm. about it. And then I think, you know, we kind of described our experiences in COVID. I think we're not the only ones who feel like 
connecting with people has taken a, um, a back seat. And mm-hmm. I, so many women are coming out, coming out of the woodwork. And mm-hmm. honestly, they need things like what we did last May, where they take a girl's trip and mm-hmm. they need this time. Like we've been actually scheduling on our calendars time to talk every week and catch up. And mm-hmm. we want to make that available. We know everyone's schedules are busy and everyone's at a different point in the process, but we're just, our, our goal, our commitment is to show up here and record these conversations <laughs> and um, kind of putting it out there to the universe, mm-hmm. as you were saying, right? Yeah. For other people who need to hear it and need to feel like they're not alone. Um, and you can definitely reach out and, you know, the contact information will be in the notes and everything. So you can reach out to us if you have similar experiences or questions or ideas that things that we could talk about. Yeah. Um, or we might have some certain <laughs> tips or tricks from yeah. <laughs> all the, all or our experience. Real and world that we've learned stuff. And yes. Yeah. And we're going to be as honest as we can, although I will warn you, our <laughs> podcast editor is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> uh, so we might have to use some code words. No, no. He's, uh, both our husbands are really amazing, supportive, um, and really want us to do what work. You know, they're very mm-hmm. both like, yeah. do what works for you and what makes yeah. you happy and like, yeah. you know, giving us this time and what we need. So, um, so we're going to, you know, be as honest as we can mm-hmm. and, um, Hopefully you'll stick around and we might may or may not between the two of us with our ADHD, we may or may not always stay on topic. There may be some stories involved, but um but we're just gonna trust that it's gonna be what you need to hear when you need to hear it. So yeah. Yeah. Great. We're probably both yeah. two minutes late to whatever meeting we're supposed to go to, which <laughs> yeah. is my constant state. So with that we will um right. tell you back next time. All right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. See you later. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at jennyhobbsmd.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.